welcome aboard this week's podcast of Dudes Dish Disney. No cupcakes, sparkles, or glitter mouse ears here, just Dudes Dishing Disney. This episode of Dudes Dish Disney is sponsored by Magic Vacations. Magic Vacations, discover the magic of travel. And now your hosts, the Dudes of Dudes Dish Disney. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dudes Dish Disney. Joining us today is Jonathan, our producer and resident tech dude. What's going on, guys? Ryan is our co-host and the number one Disney dude. What's up, dudes? And I'm Congo Carl, former Jungle Cruise skipper, here to guide you through this week's episode of Dudes Dish Disney. Today's topic is one of our sub-series of Dudes Drink Disney. Specifically, Dudes Are Drinking Beer. Draft beer, cold beer, in a hot Florida day. Now, Disney's become sort of a top-notch beer scene. Yeah, really. I mean, compared to where it's got its roots, Disney now knows its beer. The resort has more than 275 certified beer servers, happy to guide beer lovers through their beer menu, depending on the venue that you go to. And joining us today is a very specific, special guest and an expert on the topic from Orlando. It's Dave, also known on Twitter as the Theme Park Beer Drinker. Welcome, Dave. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, let's have some fun tonight and crack up on a cold one, and uh, let's talk some uh, theme park fun and beer. Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, Dave. It all started a long 40-something years ago, but uh, now you don't care about the old times. Uh, now, basically, I'm an Orlando resident, been here about 20 years, have annual passes to all the parks. Uh, fun fact, I used to teach beer school at SeaWorld back in the glory days, a.k.a. when Anheuser-Busch owned the parks. Uh, I actually taught the last beer school before they shut it down. Um, that was a lot of fun. Uh, now, um, if you follow me on Twitter, you know that me and some buddies get into shenanigans all the time at the parks as, as much as we can. And when we're not, we hit local breweries. I, I enjoy beer. I enjoy breweries. I enjoy having fun. So the Grow Orlando is a great place to be for all that, except for when it's bloody hot or bloody storming. <laughs> no, absolutely. I'm going to ask you to dive a little deeper for us. A beer school instructor back in the old AB days. Tell us, what was that involved? What did you do? <clears throat> well, if you ever went to SeaWorld, Busch Gardens, uh, any of the Anheuser-Busch parks back in the day, uh, they had the hospitality house. And you could go in and get a couple free beers, um, you know, whatever they their staple beers, all, some new stuff. But they usually had a room for beer school. And what it was, it was a way to, to show people how to drink beer, how to pour beer, how to drink beer from a proper glass, and how to, to basically bash the competition at the time, which now actually owns Anheuser-Busch. <laughs> so um, <laughs> at the time, you know, only America, we're the only American. And then, you know, a couple of years later, what it, it all, you know, as in corporate America, things, uh, things change. So um, uh, we had a lot of fun. We might have drank a lot of beer uh, on the clock uh, because of quality control for, for obvious reasons. We don't want a guest to come in and have a bad beer. Sure. Um, uh, but man, we had some fun in there. When you're teaching a beer school class, like you know, you're sitting there going through the spiel, there's videos and everything. And I was doing a show one time and August Bush III, the president of Anheuser-Busch, he comes in during a video and you know, we all knew who he was for obvious reasons. And um, uh, he goes, hey, do you mind if I take over the class? And I was like, you, you, you signed my paycheck, no. Uh, you know? and, and he got a chuckle out of it. And, um, and so I went in there and, and, and I asked him how he wanted me to be introduced. He's like, I ah, just, just tell him, just say it's August Bush. And I'm like, okay. 
So I did, and that was like a two and a half hour beer school class. Wow. Um, Damn. He was he kept having people bring stuff in, and he wanted he wanted his people. He wasn't trying to get people drunk. He was just trying to get people. If a specific person said they didn't like a certain beer, he wanted to know why. Oh, you know what? I have something you'll like. Let's try this. You've never seen it yet, but you will. And he would just play the audio. He knew he was a salesman. Really cool guy to, to hang out with for a few minutes and, and, a, and a couple of different times. But man, it was, we had so much fun in beer school, which later became the Brewmasters Club, where you tried the foots and the, and the cheeses and stuff. And then when, when, the, when, the, when they sold, of course, they had to start paying for their beer, so they had to close the beer school down and all the free beer. You know, I went to beer school for four years. Uh, I, I'm not sure that I was supposed to be there for beer. Uh, <laughs> But that's all I wound up doing for those four years was pretty much beer. Yeah. So uh, I, I, I learned keg stands. I learned uh, how to pour too much at a time. It was a good time. Yes. Uh, so, some science with the funnel too, I'm sure, right? Uh, yeah. Only like one or two stories though. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah. yeah no, it's like uh, it's a lot of our stories from college uh, back in my day in North Carolina ended up with us being on the roof of the fraternity house many nights. And our girlfriends begging us to get down because we always pretended we were Lieutenant Dan in the storm. You know, is this all you got? Even though there wasn't a storm, but you know, we were 21 and stupid, so it was fun at the time. Yeah, hurricane season, you never know when it's going to hit. So, exactly. All right, so fast forward to your present day. And, um, you know, how did you get started on Twitter and start to grow this infamy uh, around who you are and what you do? Did you do that alone or with a group of people? How did that all come about? It's actually interesting. It was about nine years. I think I got the nine-year thing not too long ago on, from Twitter. Uh, I was at Universal with my buddy Zane, who's on Twitter, but his name's a little too risque to try to say and come across clean. Um, this was right before they opened Harry Potter Land, right, right before the first Harry Potter opened. And we usually called them Black Fridays because uh, I'm lucky enough to get, be able to leave early on Fridays from my office, and we would go to the theme parks and get beers. And so we might have been a little bit hammered that afternoon. And I was at the Backwater Bar at Universal at Islands of Adventure. And we're sitting outside and I'm sitting there. He's like, yeah, have you been on Twitter? I'm like, man, I don't want to get on Twitter. I'm on Facebook, you know, because Facebook was cool then. And um, I started just, and I'm like, I'm drinking a beer. I'm at a theme park. So I started playing with names and uh, everything I wanted was too long. So I finally sat out on theme park beer and then it let me be theme park beer drinker. And for there, I just kind of was like, yeah, I kind of actually put it away. It like kind of grew a little bit and think about it for a while. And then about six, eight months later, out of nowhere, it just started growing. I wasn't trying to post. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to, okay, today I'm at SeaWorld. I'm going to post a picture of me here drinking a beer. People were asking, oh, cool resource. You go to the parks a lot. I want to know what they have. Uh, and this is back before the beer industry got bigger here in Orlando. So I found, okay, I could actually help some people who are coming and want good beer, and at the same time, be stupid and get away with it, and they kind of merged, and then um, uh, I met a lot of people. I meet them at the parks, and, uh, you know, it just kind of grew, and I don't try to, to get clicks or anything. I don't care about that. I just like to help people and have fun, and, and, I mean, and there you what, are. And, and here I am. I mean, that's what life's about, having a beer and having fun sometimes, you know? And you, and certainly combining a theme park with a beer is you're bound to ha do both. So Yes, it, um, it's not an expensive uh, Twitter handle, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's not cheap to go to a theme park and have a few beers. No, it's not. So, you know, Central Florida's got its, you know, it, 
is the world capital of theme parks. Do you have a particular out of all the theme parks uh, in Florida? Do you have a particular favorite one for going now and why? Uh, it's hard to pinpoint one. Um, if I'm with my little kids, I have two young daughters. I have a six-year-old and 11-year-old. If I'm with my six-year-old, we're obviously going to a Disney park because um, she can ride a lot of things there. And she's at that age where she's getting tall enough to ride new things. And she loves Disney. Who, I mean, who doesn't love Disney, you know? Uh, my 11-year-old Harry Potter fan, she's tall enough to ride the good stuff, as I call it, like the Hulk and, uh, you know, the Harry Potter, all the big, the big coasters. So she's Harry, she's more of a universal, uh, so, but then I like to go to SeaWorld personally. One, I love the animals. I know how much, how great, greatly taken care of those animals are, but I think SeaWorld and Busch Gardens have the best collection of roller coasters in the state. Uh, between all of the, all of the B&Ms they have and the Intamin launch coasters and what's coming down the road with Iron Gwazi, I cannot wait to go to Busch Gardens when that opens next yeah. year. Now, now next year, unfortunately, but what can you do? Yeah, no, and I do, I, I miss it. I miss, you know, I think the heyday of, of, of the Dark Continent was when it was called the Dark Continent, not yes. just Bush Gardens. And Anheuser-Busch, uh, you know, built it and ran it. And again, the, the tasting facility, I miss sort of those days, uh, the early days when it started. And then the heydays were probably around the 90s, like early 90s, 89, 90, it was really good. And um, it's just got a different atmosphere without the Anheuser-Busch logo. I don't know if you got, how you guys feel about it, if you've been there before and after. I haven't been there before and after. I've been there. I was there before. Uh, I was there before. I was there as a kid. I mean, it's not often I sit on a call with people and I feel like the really young guy in the group, but you guys are doing it to me tonight. So <laughs> that, that hurts, man. That hurts. <laughs> I mean, usually it's just Carl, but you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, I mean, I've definitely been there and I've been to a couple of the SeaWorld facilities, not just necessarily Orlando. The one in San Diego is actually one of my favorite SeaWorld facilities um but yeah it's 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 cool no matter what i think it's cool no matter what i think it's always been cool uh if you're especially if you're into animals and seeing seeing that kind of stuff like it it's pretty awesome do you have dave do you have when you go to the parks your favorite bartender or beer tender at one of the parks that you like like to see actually there is a guy named dave at hollywood studios at the uh at the uh, 50s uh, the tune-in lounge Okay. He, he, he makes a mean yinling, a, a mean Sam Adams. Yeah. <laughs> those yinglings, uh, man, they're tough. Those are, they those are, are hard they ones. Are. Yeah. I mean, uh, and um, he, he, it's funny, he, I've, he and I, he, he's like seen my kids grown up. He's been there so long, you know. Um, and other than that, uh, Carl at, at the Rosen Crown is always a staple, you know. Carl has, yeah, been there forever, yeah, uh, as yeah. far as back as I can remember, which is opening day. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so I mean, th those two, I honestly, Epcot is not my favorite park. People might think, well, Epcot drink around the world. Yeah. It used to be before right. the beer scene exploded in Orlando. Which now, is really what I wanted to talk about now, right? So yeah. there's definitely been a resurgence in breweries and local draft beers and the whole beer culture generally in the last 15 to 20 years, right? It's slowly cotton up until it's really been exploding in the last five. So in general, not just theme parks, but, you know, what's your take on the whole resurgence of that brewery industry? And what do you think uh, is causing it to be so popular? I think, I mean, it's, it's great. Here in, here in Florida, uh, we have over 200 breweries right now across the state, I believe. I may be wrong, but uh, it, it, in the last, like you said, five years, we have just gone insane with breweries. Um, here in Orlando, we have more than 20 Um most of them, sadly, for people coming into town, are a little bit far away, further away from the tourist area than, than 
beer lovers would probably want. Um, but um, it's it's really exploded, and I think everybody got tired of the normals, the the, the Bud, the Bud Light, Miller, Miller Light, Coors Light. You know, we've all been drinking that since college. You know, we've all bought a 30-pack for $10, thought it was the best thing. Okay, that was great when we were 21. Now we want something a little better. We've gotten older. Our palate's gotten a little more sophisticated. Let's try something hoppier. Let's try some of the sours. Let's try some of the stuff with the fruit. Let's try to get more interesting. And the breweries are doing it. And then the local breweries started doing it. Sam Adams started doing it. They were kind of pioneered the, 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 the brewery explosion. And um, so did Dogfish Head. And when those started becoming huge, uh, the, then, then the big guys started doing stuff. And then the local brewery started coming on back back in 2000, I'd say about 10 years ago here in Orlando. Um, and um, I remember when I saw Orlando Brewing, one of their beers at Disney, I was like, oh my God, this is awesome. Right. Uh, because the, the they are so such a great brewery. And now people, I was thinking people can actually try local beer. Why not more? And then other breweries came online like uh, Cigar City with High Life. Sure. You know, they, Do you have a particular favorite if you were going to give someone some advice, if you had time to take your way on a vacation from the parks and go to one local brewery in greater Orlando, um, what, what do you think our listeners would enjoy? Here's the thing. Um, They're all unique. It's hard to say I have a favorite. Today, I stopped by 1010, which is in downtown Orlando. But within a mile of that brewery, there's four other breweries. So if you can take a day trip... Or, or, or a trip away from the parks. There are plenty of pockets of breweries around Orlando, like in, in West Orlando in the Winter Garden area, right off 429, if you're heading out Western Way from Disney, you have Toll Road Brewing, which is one of our newest ones, but it's one of the fastest growing. And then you have uh, Crooked Can, which uh, is really probably the hottest brewery in Florida right now. Um, both are very family friendly and make really good stuff. There has to be someone now in town that you can get on a minivan or bus with that takes you around to a bunch of breweries, right? There is. It's um, they they have changed names several times, so I can't. I don't want to throw out the name. And That's fine, but it exists. But, right? well, it it does. And for ten bucks on a Sunday, what they do is they have like a, a schedule. Like every fifteen minutes, it hits five breweries, and you just buy a ticket, and that ticket gets you a beer at each brewery. And then you just take the bus whenever you feel like leaving. You know it's going to be here at like 2.30. Okay, well, we can hang here to 2.30, jump on it, go to the next one, and then hang there for an hour. That's something as vacation planners we would do, right, guys? We'd figure that out for people and get them on that beer tour. I literally just wrote down on my notebook, Uber beer drinking plans. <laughs> uh, so, so, yes, I would definitely put that together. For and, 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 and actually, really cool, what you can do, you can go up to Sanford, which is just north of Orlando. It's about 30 miles north of downtown Orlando. About It's probably about a 45-minute drive from the theme park area. You can, If it's during the week, you can take a SunRail train, and they have a free bus that takes you downtown where there's four breweries within a walking distance. Awesome. We were down there last Saturday and very family friendly area, a lot of fun, a lot of good food, all mom and pop places. It's, it's really a fun area to see a different side of Florida, more of the nature side of Florida, instead of the, 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 the theme park, the, the, the magic and the monsters and the, and the superheroes type of Florida. So there's, let's, let's, you mentioned family and we mm -hmm. are a family show. Let's pare down the drinking just a little bit and talk a little bit about brewers dinners, right? And beer pairings that's been part of this resurgence too right is to is to go and figure out what beer tastes great with what food yeah because i mean if you can just like wine they've been doing that for years and everybody loved it back when i taught beer school in the brewmasters club that's what they did they brought in the fruits and the cheeses uh and the vegetables to let you know what went with what 
And back then I was like, yeah, whatever. But now like a ravenous pig, which is a restaurant and brewery here in, in the downtown Orlando area, it's actually in winter park. Uh, they do a couple nights a week or a couple nights a month. I'm sorry, a brewer's dinner where they pair up uh, lots of different things. Uh, Jake's at universal and uh, in, in the um, Royal Pacific uh, hotel at the resort, the Royal Pacific, they do once a month, I believe a, uh, a beer dinner, uh, and it's, it's all handmade right there with a certain type of beer. What they'll do is they'll pair up a certain brewery that month with a certain food. It's like 65 bucks, and it is a fun evening um, with your spouse or, or, or just some friends, you know. That's awesome. So getting a little bit back closer to the parks now since we've been off campus, is Big River Grill and Brewing at the Boardwalk still the only location on Disney property that brews on site? Is that still the only venue is actually brewing physically there on site? quote brewing end quote is a um, strong term to use there oh so they don't um, okay did they, they used to they used to all right um i believe in order because of the florida brewing laws are really really weird and i just don't want to misspeak on their behalf but i know in the old days you had to brew so much a year and dump in order to give samples i don't think that's the case anymore but the last time i was there they told me the tanks were empty. They weren't brewing anymore. Oh, uh, there's actually a place, and I don't, I'm not sure if they utilize it down near Tampa, in between in Lakeland, which is between Orlando and Tampa, that a lot of the breweries are brewing. It's called the Brew House. It's a huge warehouse where they like, it's like, hey, come in and brew here if you don't have the space. And they might be doing it there, but uh, I have not seen them brew anything there in a long time. I hope I'm wrong because it'd be great if they were still brewing there. Yeah, that's great. You know, and it's, Orlando, like you said, has become sort of a, a scene. Um, everyone has their local, wherever part of the country you're in, they have your local brewery that you're favorite. I have a favorite one in New England. We have a, a place that we stay up in Vermont, in Stowe, and it's the uh, Von Trapp Brewing from the Von Trapp Family Lodge of the Sound of Music fame. And they, um, they do a wonderful job. What they did in the tour is they figured out the mineral content coming off the mountain was the same uh, balance as the waters in Austria. So they decided to make all of the Austrian beers right there from the Pilsners to the Dunkels to the Viennas and everything right there. Nice. Really, really popular. Um, I don't know, Jonathan, do you have a local brewery up north of Boston that you, uh, that you like to go to? So, uh, I'm for all the listeners, everything, I'm not a crazy, crazy beer guy. I love beer. Um, unfortunately I'm one of those guys that We'll drink your uh, your Bud Lights, your Sam's, all that. Um, for me, honestly, it it's not really a local. I'm a big Sam Adams guy, uh, honestly. Um, Great brewery I, right here yeah, in Boston. Man. Exactly, yeah. I'm a to be honest. I'm a big fan of the uh, Brick Red uh, out of Sam Adams myself. For the longest time, I'm not sure if you guys are aware, you could only get that in the city of Boston on a tap. You could not actually get that uh, in a can, in a bottle, anywhere other than on tap in Boston. Thank God they've started doing it now, just in the recent past months. You can get it almost anywhere outside of the city. It's probably the best thing that has ever happened out of Sam Adams, in my honest opinion. It's such a good beer. It is very good. I'm, I'm partial to their Oktoberfest, just like the Von Trapp Oktoberfest. That's kind of my favorite time of year to drink beer, but but the, the Brick Red is good. Ryan, how about you up uh, up in the Midwest? Where's your favorite local Man, there's a there's a few, um, you know, New Glarus in Wisconsin is one that's not far from us. Um, that's really good. Uh, you know, Three Floyds, a lot of people know Three Floyds. Three Floyds in Munster, Indiana, which is just 
over the border from Chicago into Indiana. It's very, very uh, uh, convenient for Chicagoans to get to Three Floyds. And actually, they have a, a great uh, pub in there that you can go and drink and have some really good meals in there as well. Uh, we got Revolution Brewing in the city. Uh, they've got a, a brew pub in, in, in downtown. Um, that's good, too. So, yeah, I mean, we got it. We've got a lot. And I mean, I can go up to Michigan and hit like six or seven more like Bells is another one in Kalamazoo. And there, I mean, we're, we're in the middle of a lot of great microbrews. And again, I think it's just been all over America, right, Dave, that you see that. I'm sure you, you probably have followers on theme park beer drinker and Twitter that are all over telling you about their local favorites. Oh, yeah. Like on Saturdays, I usually like to say, hey, or I'm starting off on Fridays. I'm starting off my weekend here at this brewery and people will post a picture of their beer wherever they are. And it's really cool. It's kind of like a cheers to the weekend type thing, but here's what I'm drinking and where I'm drinking. And, and I like to learn about breweries because whenever I'm traveling, um, cause you know, no one from Florida vacations in Florida, we all go somewhere else. And uh, so uh, I like to find out wherever I'm going, I want to know where the good beer is where I'm going. You know, I want to know if I'm, if I'm going to Savannah or Asheville, which is a beer Mecca if you, uh, up there, I want to know the best places to go. Uh, that are family friendly and where I can enjoy a couple of beers with my family and have a good time and, and continue on my vacation. Just like people want to know what we have here in Florida. It's, it's, it's a two way street. Everybody wants beer and they want to go on vacation. Right. <laughs> All right. So let's get back to Orlando now and then swing okay. back. Uh, so, you know, this specifically for our Disney listeners, you know, some of them don't go to Disney every year. It's been a while. And I know a lot of people when they first started visiting Disney world as adults, there was a serious dearth of craft beer options and the selections were kind of laughable. If you wanted a good beer, you pretty much were stuck going to La Cellier and getting a Unibrow, right? So that was about it back in the day, right? Um, and that's still a great option, but there's a lot more that has been growing uh, in the discontent of the BMC. And so it's incorporated better options for the menus. So with that in mind uh, and that substantial improvement, what we thought we'd do is this. Um, we want to talk about our favorite places to, uh, to, to have a beer. And what we thought is we're going to attempt to do this. We haven't talked to each other about what we're going to say and how we're going to do as we typically don't on our show. Okay. But each of the three dudes, Dave, is going to select a spot on Disney property. We'll focus it to Disney that they like to have a draft beer from. And they can talk about the place and their beer choices and why they like it. And after they've completed, Dave, we want you to comment, critique each spot, you know, tell us what you think about that place, assuming as the theme park beer drinker, you've probably already imbibed there. So um, maybe once or twice, Well, once or twice. And then once we've completed, uh, we'll have you do cleanup. We'll have you pick. You know, I know there's a lot of them favorite, but we'll with the conversation flowing, we'll have you pick one and um, do it. So this is totally unrehearsed and we have no idea what Dave's going to think of our choices. Um, so we're throwing caution to the wind. So Jonathan, well, I'm going to go ahead and give you, I'm going to go ahead and give you bonus points for being at a bar at a Disney. Yay. So you're not at magic kingdom. Good job. No. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. So, okay. To kick things off, John, why don't you start us off uh, with your spot at Disney for a cold draft on a hot floor today? All right. So I'm going to head us uh, over to Hollywood studios to start here. And I'm going with the uh, Baseline Tap House. Um, it's a little bit of a newer uh, place that they've got over there. Um, it's been a couple years. Uh, they've got a phenomenal menu of drafts uh, on tap over there. Um, again, like I said, I'm not a huge beer guy. I don't, I don't go crazy into it again. Like I said, I'm in the Sam Adams, the more popular stuff. So for someone like me who has not a crazy amount of knowledge about beer, 
this is a great place. Um, myself, I'm a huge fan. Uh, last time I was there, I ended up doing the um, uh, the beer flight uh, over there. Tried a couple different things, um, but they've they've got a lot of stuff. A lot of their beers um, are California beers. Um, just a couple looking here. They've got uh, a Golden Road 329 Lager, North Coast uh, Shrimpsaw Pilsner. Uh, a Golden Road, Hivesner, uh, North Coast Cherry, uh, Weiser, uh, popular one, Sierra Nevada, um, you name it. I mean, they have tons of California stuff. Again, for someone like myself who's not a huge beer drinker, this is a perfect place to be able to kind of get in, taste some different stuff that I normally wouldn't taste. And again, there's great bartenders that are going to point you in the right direction for a lot of the stuff. So I don't know if, Dave, if you have a beer over there that you personally like yourself or... Oh, yeah. Uh, we call it Vaseline just because we're stupid and silly. Um, <laughs> and, and it is probably one of my favorite spots to go at Hollywood studios, uh, to be honest with you. Um, and it's great to go sit and have a beer and watch people try to file into to, to galaxy's edge, um, uh, and Batu over there as well. Um, but one of my favorites there is the angel IPA. Uh, we don't get that here in cans. And, and, uh, if we do, it's, it's by accident. It is one of the best IPAs I've had. Uh, it does have a kick. It's about at seven and a half percent. So two or three of them, you're um, you're you're feeling pretty magical. But uh, yeah, that's baseline is is spot on. They have a great pretzels there. The um, the, the, the the cheese and meat board there is spot on for like twelve bucks. Um, it's it's oh yeah, that's a yeah you you you're doing well if you're doing there. There you go. Good job, Jonathan, wow. for a rookie. Huh? Not too bad. So next on deck, come on, Ryan, you got to try to top that. Where would you be drinking drafts at Disney? Man, that's that's a tough act to follow. You got the beer guy telling you you're awesome, and now I'm going to come in with, with, an, with a <laughs> typical one. Um, but, yeah, I mean, listen, I'm, I'm Irish, right? So my answer is going to be obvious to anybody who knows me. Um, where else in the world can I go have an Irish beer in an actual Irish bar that was built in Ireland and shipped over here and rebuilt with actual Irish furniture and actual Irish bartenders and actual Irish people? Raglan Road, right? So uh, Raglan Road to me is just like, I, it's the closest to Ireland I'm actually going to get. So I do like to go in there and they have a great beer flight that has, uh, they call it the Four Provinces. And it's got it's got Guinness and it's got Smittix and it's got uh, Kilkenny and it's got um, uh, Harp, right? And that beer flight. So nothing necessarily craft, but you're not going to find those in Chicago necessarily all together in a beer flight. Uh, so that that's something I like. Uh, they've got a decent uh, uh, stout that's made, I believe, in a, a brewery in Tampa that they bring in there, which is the Raglan Irish Stout uh, that's made for, for Disney. Uh, it's decent. It's not the best, but I, I don't mind a good stout every once in a while. So you can go get one of those there. They do have a ton of craft bottled beer in there. Uh, so not as much craft stuff on tap, but they do have a tough uh, ton in the bottle. I'd say probably 20 or 30 selections of that. But I'll tell you what, uh, uh, if I'm getting honest with you, the first time I went to Raglan Road as a, as a 21 or older uh, individual, uh, the thing that excited me the most was that they had Magners on tap. Um, so when I was in my younger days, I drank a lot of ciders and I loved Magners, but you could only get Magners in a bottle. 
So I went there and I was like, oh my God, you guys have Magners on tap. And I just got slammed with uh, the guy who is now my boss, actually. He was not my boss at the time, but he is now. Uh, so yeah, so uh, yeah, Raglan Road for me, uh, all day, every day. I'm gonna have to give you a 10 on that one as well. Um, yeah, Raglan Road is, that's a lot of fun. Especially you go at night, they have uh, the dancers, they have the cover band playing, the Irish cover band, great atmosphere, as you said. The, the selection of beers, draft and bottled and can, is insane. Uh, their outside bar actually has ramped up their craft, their local beer section, uh, recently. So um, you can go get a bunch of local stuff inside and outside, but outside has more. Um, and the food there is top notch. Uh, I went to Raglan recently, and oh, my wife's not listening. Yeah, it was one of those kind of nights where um, you, you know you hide the receipt. And you hope she doesn't find it when she's doing laundry or you're doing the laundry, <laughs> it falls out. <laughs> we had a lot of fun there uh, with some with some with some friends and uh um oh man, yeah. Makes me want to go back to Raglan right now. Thanks a lot. Yeah. I uh I've brought up before on the show some of the like you said, the food, you know, and and uh they've got a great shepherd's pie in there. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh if you're sitting around having some drinks and you just want some apps to go with it, if you're it's a lunchtime, you can get the Dalky Duo which I really like. It's, it's, uh, um, just, it's worth, it's worth it. It's like basically like almost little, little mini bratwursts and, and dipping sauces that go with it really good. Uh, and then at any time of day, you can get the nom nom wings, which oh, are yes. really good too. But what's funny about Raglan road is however it's, it's literally as Irish as you can get between, uh, uh, Raglan road and actually the nine fine Irishmen in Las Vegas. Uh, the two bars were actually created by the same, company in Ireland and then shipped over and rebuilt in the United States. But what's funny about it is they have really good food, like you said, but Ireland's not really known for good food. So for as Irish as they are, that's the one thing that they take a, a next step up over Ireland. Maybe it's the the really good beer and the, the fact that you may have a two, three, four, five beers and kind of like Waffle House at 2 a.m. is the best thing in the world sometimes. Uh, it really hits a spot. I'm not comparing Raglan Road to Waffle House, although I do love me some Waffle House. But yeah, the food is really, really good there. It, it, it's one of the few places my kids will actually eat at, at downtown Disney Springs. Sorry, I call it downtown Disney Springs still just because. Um, so it's one of the many reasons why we still go there because I'm not paying 12 bucks for my kids not to eat the Kraft Mac and Cheese somewhere yeah, else down yeah, the road. For sure. Well, that's great. You guys are going to, you're tough to top. I'm not going to really attempt to top you because I know the place I select is not going to have quite the best food and it's not quite the best beer but i'm really about nostalgia when it comes to the parks and remembering multiple times having meals dinners and and the people around me and the good time that we have so those of you who've watched the show and dave you you've just jumped on board with us uh a lot of people know how i love drinking around the world and a trip's not complete with a stop at the rose and crown for an imperial pipe which is you know half bass and harp traditional um and I've mentioned a lot of times I like to finish drinking around the world with a La Fin du Monde from Canada, which is a nice 9% uh, uh, beverage, which will really finish your night off right. It helps, again, it helps the magic. It does help the magic, right? Right before Illuminations or Epcot Forever. So, But what I'm going to select is, is my favorite place for, for fun and drinking is the Beer Garden in World Showcase for, for Germany. And it's really for the pairing for the beer, wine, and food. Again, not the top-notch food in Disney, not the top-notch beer, um, 
but and you know since Bex is a hundred percent taken over the beer licensing there, it's it's changed. In the old days, they used to have wonderful beer. Why, for the life of me, they still do not serve Oktoberfest when it's in season like they used to is beyond me. Uh, they used to have two or three uh, flavors from them. Um, I remember those. Problem, yeah, the problem is I have, and people have mentioned it here too. When I go into a place, I like all the beers. So I usually start off with a German beer flight, which is four pours of the five ounces of everything. And, uh, you know, the Pilsner's there, the Dunkel, the Ludwig Weisbar, the Hefenweizen. And I, and then depending on where the day takes me, then I'll get a liter of one of those. And I've, you know, I always switch it up. It depends on, on what's going on. That with the food and the music and the beer and everyone linking arms and clinking glasses, it's just a fun place for me and brings back a lot of memories. So, so that's my choice. Dave, Honestly, that's a great choice too. I, I, every time I run the Disney Marathon or the Half Marathon, we're eating dinner there that night. You got to recarb. You got to rehydrate, if you know what I mean. And that's a great place to rehydrate with the mosque or liters of beer. And uh, I do the same thing a lot. Sometimes um, we'll go in there and we'll, we'll get a flight. We'll, get, we'll just get a flight. Uh, you know, it's hot in Florida. I'm an IPA guy. But when it's 100 degrees, IPAs aren't always the most uh, uh, refreshing beverages to drink. So uh, I'll get a flight, find something new. Uh, I'll always like to explore. And uh, it's 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 a fun and the and the music it it reminds me of actually I was I've been to Oktoberfest in Munich and it, it does remind me of that uh, just a lot less people and uh, believe it or not a lot less drunkenness yes um, <laughs> but it, I, it, that is a that is a great place to visit as well I mean man y'all have me wanting to go down to the parks right now it only takes me about twenty five minutes to get there there you go. Thanks a lot, guys. I All right, so if you did, so so what would you pick right now? If you were had a hunkering and you wanted to do it and give some advice, what would you put on your list and, and have have some beer at tonight? You know, that's a that, that's a hard, hard question. I would probably go to Disney Springs, to be honest with you, tonight. Um, Rag, the Raglan Road. You got me there with Raglan Road. Um, and plus, there's a couple other places at Disney Springs that have some local beers as well. Uh, but if I had to go into a park... Am I taking my kids or not? It's up to you. Oh, oh see, now you're really killing me. Um, now his wife's going to come in and be like, you didn't bring the kids. She's like, let me binge watch something and you take the kids to Disney. Right, right. Okay, so yeah, she's not going to check your pocket for this receipt. Oh, okay, I would, I would. Four of um, us and a few of your other friends, where are we going? Oh, we're going to Animal Kingdom. We're going to Animal Kingdom. We're going to Nomad Lounge. There you go. We're going we'll to see Nomad our boy, Lounge. the Tiddly Tender. Yes, um, we have a friend named Steve. He goes by Nomad Steve on uh, on Twitter, and he is there so much. He has the Steve special, and basically, uh, yeah, have two of those, and you are, boom, you are you are good. You are having fun for the rest of the day. Um, we've had friends who've had to Uber home after two Steve specials uh, from Animal Kingdom around lunchtime. So, uh, you know, and they, they, they nap, rally, come back for the evening show. Um, so, but yeah, Nomad Lounge would be where I, I would go because I love Animal Kingdom. It's a chill park and, and the Nomad Lounge is great. And also you walk over to Everest. I mean, I'm just, I'm just imagining my walk from there to Everest and you stop at the Thirsty River uh, bar there where usually they have some Tampa Bay Brewing beers uh, on draft. 
and that's a good night. That's a good night. Then you ride some you ride Everest a couple times, and uh, oh, that's good, a good night. Good to go. Good to man, go. Man, now you guys that's great. I really want to go down. Man, thanks a lot, guys. <laughs> All right, so you started to mention the circle of guys you travel on. What can you can you share? A funny well, story about drinking at Disney World. There are some stories. Um, our wives have pretty much um, have the non-disclosure wife uh, <laughs> moratorium going on all the stories. Um, basically, when you get me drunk at Disney, um, he's on Twitter, um, <laughs> Skyliner pilot, his name's Colin, um, and Scott D on and Ellen, who's Elephant on uh, Twitter, when you get the five of us there, it's, we may be going this direction, but no, no. There's a kid with a balloon that we want, I mean, we, or, or hey, you know what? Somebody left their, their double stroller here. There's four big dudes here. Hey, Ellen, can you push us to here to there? If you're ever tweeting at one of our parties and not, not engaging, if you're, if, you're, if you're cyber engaging and not like really engaging, uh, you're getting a shower and it's not water. Just know that if you see one of us at the parks, we're, we're, we're out to have a good time. We're not out there to discuss Disney Twitter politics. We're out there to have a good time and we will gladly have a good time with you and probably buy you a drink unless you're drunk at Disney because he always leaves his wallet at home. Oh, I didn't say that out loud, did I? <laughs> I think we're going to have to have him on to, to, uh, to counteract that statement. Well, that's excellent, Dave. We really appreciate you uh, joining us and sharing some of that uh, inside beer game with us. Um, Ryan, any last uh, questions for advice or tips from Dave before we let him go? I don't know if I got any questions, but I do know that I'm going to send you a direct message before I head down next time and see if you can meet up for a drink. Cause it sounds like you and I could have a really good time together. Uh, please, please do. If anybody listening, I mean, if you're heading to town, let me know if I can be there, I'll be there. And I will do my best to, to, to meet up. I, I love going to the parks. I love meeting people. I love sharing a beer with people. And even if you're drinking a Bud Light, uh, I will be glad to have a beer with you and maybe even buy it for you. Who knows? Because uh, I like to, you know, you're, you're coming, you're paying my state income tax. I could at least buy you a beer, you know? <laughs> Is that the truth? <laughs> well, excellent. Thanks again, Dave. Hey, glad to, glad to be here, guys. Appreciate it. Later, dudes. Later, dudes. Later, dudes. Later, dudes. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of Dudes Dish Disney. Please check us out on social media on Facebook.com at Dudes Dish Disney, on Instagram at Dudes Dish Disney, on Twitter at Disney underscore dish. Please visit our sponsor Magic Vacations at magicvacations.net. More than just a travel agency, Magic Vacations has over 100 Magic Vacation planners committed to bringing you white glove concierge service. Using a Magic Vacation planner allows you to spend more time making memories and less time worrying about the details. For all of your Disney, Universal, Cruise, and Global Travel, go to magicvacations.net. Magic Vacations. Discover the magic of travel.